Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. Um, I have been hearing some wonderful comments from some of the listeners out there. So um, I love hearing those comments. Please, you know, send me a, um, an email if you like at info at travellivegive.com. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of and what you're, if you're getting any value from the show. I have had the most incredible experiences with my guests. And today I'm very, very excited to have Kristen Schindler with us today. She is so amazing. She is creating so much change in the world. And um, yeah, welcome to the show, Kristen. How are you? Can you hear me? Hi, Nelia. Thank you for having me. Hi, how are you doing today? Yes, I can hear you now. For a minute, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. It's so it's so great to have met you and connected with you. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> um, so Kristen is the creator and founder of All awesome. the Things. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is a mom, a wife, an author, an entrepreneur with a servant's heart, and to uplift and encourage other people. I love this mission of yours, Kristen. I think it's it's beautiful that you're helping people around the world and can't wait to hear of all the things that you're doing. Can you please tell me what is the driving force behind all the things? Well, it all started when I had a friend of mine tell me about this author that she was listening to and had read about. And she asked me, she said, have you ever heard of this particular author? And I said, yeah, I had heard of her. And she said, well, when I read her work, it reminds me of you and all the stories that you've told me. And she wasn't a parent when she and I first met. And, um, and she said, you, it's like, she's your writing doppelganger, but you're funnier. And I was like, well, that's a nice thing to say. And so she gave me a copy for a while when my children were little, and it was more kind of like notes. I called it notes to my loves. And it was just, you know, experiences in motherhood or things that had happened that I wanted to kind of talk to them about and just get down. So I didn't forget it. You know, that mom brain, you know, you forget stuff, forget their names when you're in the grocery store kind of thing. Um, But as my parenting journey continued, and after I read this book that my friend had given me, I really felt this, this calling to take those different things I'd written, plus other things that had happened that I hadn't written about. And I thought, maybe I think I have something here. And um, so, so all the things birthed from the, the simple idea that 
before I was a parent, I thought if I had all the things, like the things that you put in a nursery, like everything packed and lovingly stacked and everything that I'm going to hit the ground running with this parenting thing. Right. And like, I watched all the videos, I knew all the things and had all the advice and 17 years into this. Now I have three children and if you're a parent, even for one hot minute, you know that the things that are the most important aren't things at all. And, and I really wanted to get that across. And I feel like too, there's a lot of, um, in, in our world with social media, there's a lot of people that present a side of something because they're afraid of being vulnerable and authentic. And I just, I've just come to a point in my life where I'm like, you know, that that's not helpful to anybody, mm -hmm. you know, and judges are going to judge you regardless, even if you look great or you look horrible, like, or they think you're doing great or they think you're doing horrible. And so I just, I just thought to myself, you know, I want to put something out there that encourages and inspires people, but also is like, wow, I can't believe she said that because that's exactly how I feel. And just let them know that they're not alone. Um, and so that's where all the things was birthed from, but it's become so much more. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, it's kind of taken on this life of its own in terms of the book versus the movement, you know, the movement is, um, and, and I have a podcast called all the things with Kristen Schindler, which is, is not the topics that are in the book are not what we're talking about in the podcast. It's just all the things that we deal with as being humans, you know, conflict, you know, loss, grief, purpose, wanting to know how to be good communicators. And it's, it's just kind of taken on this, you know, this calling for me to show up every day and just be authentic and vulnerable and, and listening to the hearts of others and the stories of others. And um, that's kind of where I am. I love that. And I love, and I know that you're uplifting and encouraging people because you've got some stories to tell. So I think, I think it's amazing. I love what you're doing. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Do you find that you're having any, um, aha moments or any signs that tell you that you're on the right path? I know we talked about this the other day and yeah, <laughs> things just happen, right? Oh my gosh. They, I remember one time a friend of mine told me, she's like, you know, I'm really stubborn. And sometimes God has to like take a two by four and like really <laughs> hit it across my head to have me like realize. And some people just get like a little thump on their head. And she's like, not me. I get the whole, I feel like logs have just been chucked at me. Like, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so first of all, um, I, I, I've told you this, when we, you and I have chatted before, I almost didn't publish my book when I did because I had self-doubt of, you know, I've never done this before. I've never self-published. Um, and I was going to wait, I was going to wait. I was going to attend a writing conference and I actually had applied for a scholarship for that conference. And I thought, okay, this is it. Like I, I put the stipulation on the sign. Like if I get accepted, then I will know that I'm supposed to go through with this. Right. And I just, I got this nudging that was like, no girl, you, you need to do this on your own. And I was like, okay, well I'll do it on my own and I'll just bring my copy with me to the conference and, 
you know, and then the conference was canceled because <laughs> of COVID. There's a sign. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a sign. So, um, and I was like, wow, that, that was kind of one of those things where had I waited and, and a friend of mine, um, a dear friend of mine, I met her actually when I was 16, she was um, dating someone who I knew and I was only really together with her for a little bit in terms of relationship. She was someone who was in charge of our youth group. And um, I had emailed a whole bunch of people when the book was ready and had was live and they could get it on Amazon. And she's not on social media. So I don't interact with her very often. And she texted me, she called me actually during COVID. And she said, I have to call, I had to call you. I had to talk to you. And I said, okay. And we have a mutual friend. So I thought she was calling about this friend. I was actually a little bit worried. She was like, no, I have to tell you. She's like, I have a, and she doesn't have any children. She says, I have a friend and we put things on our Amazon wish list. And so like when the friend wants to gift the other friend something, they just go and they get something off the gift list and they just send it. Right. And she goes, so I had put your book on my gift list. Aww. And she said, um, I told, you know, I put on there, this was written by a friend of mine. And so my friend chose that for my birthday gift. She said, but my friend is really late about sending stuff. <laughs> and so she goes, I didn't get it. She goes, I didn't get it until two weeks into lockdown. And she was in California. So she's not married. She can't leave her house. She can't go to work. She has no children and she doesn't have any responsibilities. And so all of her projects were done within like the first two weeks, right? She didn't right. have anything else she needed to do. And she started reading my book, like a chapter a day about halfway into it, she found out that her job that she'd been at for over 20 years, she had been let go. They were closing the school down where she was working. Wow. And she said, what you wrote was so on point for what I was dealing with and what I'm dealing with. And what was interesting was I was going to be launching my podcast. I actually had the artwork done for my podcast. And I thought about calling my podcast all things motherhood mm. but I just didn't I just didn't feel good about it like there wasn't a piece about it and I said to her I said well I, I I'm so glad that you really liked it I'm actually looking about launching my podcast and I'm going to call it all things motherhood and she stopped me mm. and she said I'm so glad that you didn't call your book all things motherhood because I'm not a mom yeah. So I might not have chosen it. Like I would have been happy for you that you wrote a book, but I, you know, it wouldn't have necessarily been for me. She goes, and I know that your book's written from the point of view of you and your journey of motherhood. She goes, but I think it's for everybody, like right. anybody who's, who's going through any season. And so that made me feel like I felt like that was a sign that I was supposed to keep all things with Kristen Schindler, all the things, because that was just the umbrella where everybody is invited, like married, not married, kids, not kids, mm -hmm. men, women, old, young, everybody has all the things that we deal with. You know, it's everybody has all the things that they're trying to spin, you know, all the things they're worried about, all the things they wonder about, or, you know, struggle or stress or love or are passionate about. Um, and so that was, that was a sign 
that that kind of helped me because I literally was going to launch it the very next day. That's amazing. And and it, I know, and I was like, well, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> but Back the to short, the drawing board, folks. <laughs> from the short time I've known you, you've had so many signs for so many projects. I think it's incredible. It's like even more than the average person. Like you've yes. been telling me these things. And it's just, I'm in awe, you know, because it's just uh, it's fantastic. So what kind of projects are you doing right now? What are you working on? Well, well, um, I can tell you another thing that um, you and I met on an online challenge. And after we met on that online challenge, I actually was invited by a mutual friend of ours, I think, to go to another online challenge. And um, so, so backing up in my book, okay, one of the chapters that I wrote about is called Gratitude Pie, chapter 15. And the whole chapter came about because last fall, my children wanted to go apple picking. So it's not even been a year since I wrote that chapter, okay? So I just want the listeners at home to, to just note that. It's not even been a year. So we went apple picking and we came home and my kids on the way home, we had, you know, like, gazillion apples that were like seven thousand dollars um <laughs> because we got them from everybody had to have like a five pound bag you know golden apples um and they were like we want to make apple pie and I was like okay that sounds good and as we were making the apple pie and we were using all the ingredients and stuff it just it hit me of how much work had to go into the cultivating of just the apple trees and I, and I asked the question, like, how long does it take for an apple tree before it gives us like this kind of fruit? So we kind of did a little bit of research with that. And I had this, and this is of all the chapters that I wrote in the book, this one was the hardest for me. Hmm. Like, it's weird. All the other ones just kind of came to me. And this one, I really had to pour over to get it just right. And it's really interesting now that you know, on the, on the back end, you know? Um, so one of the things that I wondered about was where does cinnamon come from? And so I went ahead and I, you know, gave it a goog, you know, that's what we call it. I gave it a goog and there's lots of places that cinnamon can come from, but one of the places is Sri Lanka. And, and I thought, well, India, everybody hears of India and that's another place, but Sri Lanka, I wanted to put something in my book where people might go, huh, where, where is Sri Lanka? And maybe did a little bit of, you know, digging of their own. So I mentioned the mist-laden jungles of Sri Lanka. And, you know, have you ever thought that your cinnamon could be riding on the back of a sled from being pulled by water buffalo, okay? So beginning of July, I have a friend request from someone who's on this challenge for entrepreneurs. And she reaches out to me. And I had just finished working with my coach where I, where I actually wrote out that my mission from now until whenever the end is done is to show up every day with authenticity, vulnerability, and listening to the hearts of others. Like I wrote it out and made that my mission. Okay. So this person, she reaches out to me, she friend requests me, and we start having this dialogue and she asks me, what do I do for a living? What was my business, you know, because everybody has business. And I tell her that I'm an author and I have a podcast and I'm a writer and an artist. And, and she, she goes on to ask me, 
if I could help her because she needs to have a business and that her husband has been out of work. He's going to be going back to work, but he was injured before COVID and they, he's been then with COVID shut down, you know, months. And he, she said, I need a business, ma'am. I, I need a business. I need to help support my family. And I said, well, where are you? Where was she? <laughs> Can I answer? Can you guess? Can you want to just guess? Sri Lanka? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You're the winner. And I was like, all right, I'm listening. Because, you know, what would most people think? Like, okay, like scam, scam alerts are going off, right? Mm. Like alarms are like, me, 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 you know, so like back away, there. back away, you know, abort, <laughs> abort. Yes. Right. But there was just something that told me, nope. And so, so she and I started talking and her father had had a small shop. It was about a 10 by 10 cinder block shop. He had been a farmer for his whole life. And then he was ill as he aged. And so he had this small little shop. Well, three and a half years ago, unfortunately, he passed away and the shop has, you know, become dilapidated. She's had two small children since then. And her husband was, you know, working and, and supporting she and the two children and her mother. And so she, I said, well, what would you like to do? What could you do where you are? Cause she's showing me pictures. We're video chatting. Right. And she's texting me and it's, it's, it's the jungles of Sri Lanka. Okay. It's like rural. And she says, you know, I have this shop and she so she shows me the shop and she goes, but I don't have any money to, to start this shop. And, and then she's also told me that they, they weren't able to do anything on credit there during COVID. Everything had to be done by cash and they were running out of money. Like they did, she said, I don't know what's going to happen. My husband's going to get paid July 25th, but until then and now, like all we have is rice because they have a rice paddy field. Mm. And so they are able to harvest rice. Actually today was harvest day. I saw the video we were talking <laughs> and, um, they got like seven bags of rice. And so really cool. Um, so I just felt led to just send her some money. And so I talked to my husband about it. I said, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, fine. So I sent her some money and the gratitude mm. that she had, she took pictures of the, of the receipts. She took pictures of all the food and the medicine that she bought the children. And she was just like, you have no idea. And for me, it was like $50 for her that was so much more in terms of, cause yeah, I mean, it could go so much farther. Right. And, um, and so I just said to her, when I saw her seriousness and just the level of, of gratitude, I said, what do you need? Mm. What do you need to start this shop? Like, I want you to come up with a business plan. And so, so she didn't sleep. So my day is her night and her night is my day. So we, we talk, we talk twice a day, right? We, we, we talk in the morning and we talk at night. And so she didn't sleep that night. And the next morning when I woke up, there was a message and there was a picture and she had written out the exact amount. Now I'm going to back up a little bit because when I had hired my business coach, mm. I paid all I had all I had made from my book sales up to that point. Cause my book was released. Oh, the weekend before shutdown was my <laughs> book signing. 
And so be, it was like, okay, that's wonderful. I felt called to write the book. And now boop, everybody's at home with their kids. Nobody has time to read a book. You know, um, the amount that was on her business plan was the exact amount that I had already paid for my business coach. It's mm, amazing. To the penny. Of course it was, right? Because I'm not going to do this by myself. Uh huh. That's not the way that this is supposed to be. And had I had that money, I could have just said, oh, that's easy here. Let me just give you that money. Right. Okay. But it's, but it's not about me. It's, it's about community and relationship and her realizing that there's other people that are encouraging her. And so I was like, well, I don't, I literally have no money now, but I have friends that could probably donate 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 150 bucks, no problem. Mm. So I just started reaching out to some friends and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I actually wrote about Sri Lanka, like in chapter 15, if you want to go back and take a look. So I'm not totally crazy. And if you're not down with this and you think it's a scam, I, I respect your hesitance, but I've got to move forward with this, right? I've got to, I just, I know I have to. And so July 2nd, I started the private Facebook group of people who said, yeah, I'll help you with this. And July 15th was the grand opening of her shop. This is amazing. You guys listening to this story, see what happens when you listen to these signs that we all get signs, you know, and you just got to yeah. take a risk. You just got to trust your heart. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, what was, what's amazing is, um, through it all, you know, the, the belief system is a little different, like they're Buddhists. And so, so there'd be times that we'd be talking and she would say something that would be like, ma'am, you're a goddess of light or something like that. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm just somebody who's obedient, listening to what God is placing on my heart. Right. And, um, and so one day I was in my house and I have this drawing, um, that I did many years ago before I was a parent and above it, it says abide in him. And I said, what I believe is I'm, I'm just being obedient. And they said, well, ma'am, what does abide in him mean? And I said, it just means to listen to and do what God is asking you to do and placing on your heart. And they were like, so we've had open conversations about God and how God is providing for them. And, you know, and they're, they're saying the same thing. And so the day of the grand opening was my, my son's birthday. They chose that day as their grand opening because it's a rebirth for them. <laughs> okay. And, and weeks prior, when I was videoing with them, and here's another sign, I was chatting with, with her husband, and he asked me how to pronounce my last name. And when I told him, his face got this look on his face, and he said, excuse me, ma'am? And I said, my name's Schindler, Kristen Schindler. And he's like, no, you don't understand, ma'am. My new job that I just got hired is for Schindler Elevator Company in Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. And he was just, he went and got the jacket and the hat and brought it to the, so I could see it in the video, right? <laughs> and it was like, I just openly wept. I mean, after that video call, I just wept and I knew like 
okay, God, I'm listening. Mm. Like that. Yeah. It could not hit you in the face anymore. No, no. The meaning. Absolutely. Mm. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that I still, you know, um, there things have moved forward. Um, and then the grand opening of that day, it was an absolute, I can't, other than the birth of my children, like Mm. my heart has never been fuller of just seeing the mighty work. And, and so, but the day of the grand opening, and I don't think I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I, um, I had shared it with a friend. We had the live stream on the private group and, um, and my friend had called me afterwards and she was like, girl, Mm. she's like, I just, I just can't like, it was just amazing. And she said, but I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready for warfare, for spiritual warfare, because when you're doing mighty work, things are going to happen that's going to be trying to take that wind out of your sail. And she goes, and I want you to notice it and call it what it is and put it in it, put it in its place. And so not even an hour after I talked to her, the battle began and I called her right back and I'm like, well, the arrows started flying sister. She was like, and she was like, was it your kids? Were they being brats, you know, and, or was it, what was it? So we talked about it and I, but it was interesting. So later that day, another attack happened. We were enjoying my son's birthday. And then something happened that was just like super negative. And I just was like dodging it. I just like moved to the left and I'm like, okay, not going to let that happen. Well, at the end of the night, Mm. I was kind of like, golly, why did we have to have those negative things today? Like, why couldn't it have just all been a beautiful day? Like, why did there have to be anything that complicated it at all? And so that was my nighttime, which was their morning time. Mm. And so they called me and it was like, they, they started their shop at 8.50 on July 15th, 8.50 PM their time. Cause that was my son's birth time. Wow. So that was really important to them. So that, touching. that was a special, yeah, it was very, it was very touching. And so, so the next morning was actually their first day, mm. like bright and early they're in their shop. Right. But it's my night. So it's still been my day of battles and ups and downs and stuff. And so, um, Harsha is the husband and he was, he was sitting in the shop and he was, um, showing me different seed packets and different spice packets. And he was showing me things and he's like, so ma'am, what about this? Do you know what this is? And it was like coriander. And I was like, oh yeah, I know what that is. And, and then there was another one that I didn't know. And he would tell me what they use that seasoning for that spice for and stuff. And then he says, what about this, ma'am? Do you know what this is? And he holds a bundle of cinnamon and I was like, wow. yes, I, uh, I actually do know what that is on multiple levels. And I said, did you buy that where you bought the other spices? Cause they have like a city center where they go and they get things to bring back. He goes, Oh no, ma'am. I have, I have cinnamon tree in my backyard. I take bark off and my mother-in-law rolls it. And he proceeds to show me like 10 more bundles. He says, I'll send one to you, ma'am. I'll send one to you with tea. You can have it in your tea. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. And then he says, what about this, ma'am? Do you know what this is? And he holds up a packet of mustard seed. 
<laughs> and you know what? I just, that, you know, so often people will say, I just wish I could see what it's all about. Like, I wish I could see it connected together. Like I have faith, but I just really like to see the whole thing. Mm. And for like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen again in my life. I don't know, but I know this, this project, this relationship, because she and I are now sisters. Mm. We, we went from strangers to sisters. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. And, but I feel like that, that night when I, when I saw that cinnamon, God was saying to me, I have this. Like, this is all me. I rooted that story in your heart. You wrote about it. Because let's be honest, Neely, if this was like, if this was any other fiction story, it would be a Hallmark movie that people would oh be like, my God, of course, sure. of course he has cinnamon in his back, in his backyard. Of course he does. Like how cheap, right? It couldn't have been written any more perfectly. And right, you know, right. And if it never happens again, this feeling is going to last forever. Like, Absolutely. And as much as you're giving to these people, I know you're getting so much more in return. Like this is like a twofold oh. situation. It's not just them that are yes. benefiting. Like how has no. it changed you? Like, how do you feel? Well, it has, well, first of all, it's brought into focus that mission that I said that I'm going to show up every day authentically and vulnerably and listening to the hearts of others because it had to happen on both sides, right? So I had to be my authentic self and I had to be vulnerable right? when, and not think that the scam alerts were going off because that never happened. Like I never thought that, okay? Yeah. But she had to be authentic and vulnerable. She's reaching out to a complete stranger that she doesn't even know that she just sees a picture and you know Facebook stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's- That's hard to do. Hard. That's yes. very hard to do. Oh, and, and just, uh, but what it has taught me is that I will never not be authentic and vulnerable and listen to the hearts of others. Like it just can't happen. Like change can't happen. True connection can't yes. happen when you don't do that. And it doesn't do any, it doesn't do anybody any good. No, and, and it's okay and, to be, it's okay to be cautious, but if you don't take those risks and just trust that maybe it's not you know, all the bad things, right? But it's all the good. Right. Like, it's incredible how much something like that can, oh, it can make you at peace. It can, oh, absolutely. you never, like, money can't buy that feeling. Like, no, you know. And here's the crazy part. Like, I thought that it was going to end, like, not ends, but I thought, like, the, the, the shop, like, mm. Like that was, that was kind of what we were doing. And then as our relationships gotten deeper and as she shared with me, um, like her dad started building this house out of cinder blocks. It's a cinder block shell. And he started building, it, it was part of her dowry. And um, the, the money ran out, he became ill. They weren't able to finish it. And for the last six years, six and a half years, it's just, you know, dirt floor, cinder block shell. It needs a roof and then everything on the inside needs to be fixed. And, um, but while we've been sitting and sharing, like they've had torrential rain. And so she shared with me that the house that she lives in now, the roof is over 30 years old. It's leaking. I mean, they have an outside kitchen. And so the roof was blown off, you know, and water was dripping in and they couldn't, they couldn't eat for that day. 
because there was nowhere for them to cook. And, um, and so I just felt like God's telling me, you need to put a roof, you need to help them. You need to help them with that. And I'm like, I have no idea where that money is going to come from. But, like at all. Happen, but, but, I, but you know what? I'm like, but I know that these are my marching orders. And I also know that the arrows are going to come, right? Because when you go into battle, mm. like if you think about soldiers, right? Think yeah. about D-Day. You know, they didn't storm the beaches of Normandy thinking it was going to be a cakewalk, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you're Always doing, backlash, always. Yeah, always, you know? So I don't know why I was like, afterwards, I felt like my lesson was, like, girl, don't you know that when you're doing work and you're doing battle, like the arrows are going to come. So you need to become a ninja so that you see them, you dodge them, and you just keep moving forward. Yeah. These things are meant to test us, you know, but absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we are right now. We, I actually just started a new campaign for, you know, for the, for the roof. And so we're, um, an architect came and a Mason came to kind of give estimates and, um, and the, the goal is that now that the shop is done and we like raise money for a refrigerator, we raise money for a freezer, um, that they're not taking any profits for the first six months from their shop, mm. right? They, they just are putting everything into the shop. So if we can get the roof on by Christmas, then, then they can take the profits and start doing like room by room, like do the concrete floors, mm. then do what they need to do on the walls. Um, but this house is important because it has an indoor bathroom and it has an indoor kitchen. And I mean, so this two- is like, this is a young couple who works hard Yes. and they have two little kids, yeah. right? He, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And, and, oh, so here's another thing. So she, so like when we do our video chats, she will, she'll share with me things around her house. And mm. so she had told me that she was preschool teacher. Mm. And so she was showing me pictures of her um, with her preschool, like group of other ladies and, and they have beautiful, you know, dresses on the saris that they have on. And I asked her, I said, where did you, what kind of school did you work at? Where did you work? A Montessori preschool. (laughs) I'm Montessori trained as well. (laughs) I was like, of course it was a Montessori preschool. And these things are just going to keep, I have a feeling that there's more to come. Did, didn't you also tell me about a photo? Photo. A photo in the shop or, or a sign. Oh, yes. Yes. So, so that day, that day that we were talking about being a goddess of light and I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is all about. Um, I had taken them in my house and I had shown them the, the sign that says abide in him. And below it was the photo that, or the picture that I drew of my daughter. And so they said, oh, that's so beautiful, ma'am. Let me, you know, let me take, take a picture and send that to us. And so I did, you know, and we've shared other photos. She shared photos of things of her house and I've shared things of my house, um, flowers and, you know, cats and dogs and stuff like that. Water buffalo walking <laughs> down the road. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so the day of the shop opening, it's, you know, I'm a hot mess. I'm just like, you know, everything is just so emotional. And that one of the things that they needed for their shop, because people don't come in their shop, people come to a window and then they tell people, the people, the customers say, I need this, 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 and this. And then they give it to them. And then, you know, it's kind of like a walk-up kind of thing. So they have a desk that's in the back and on their desk in the back, the day of the grand opening, they're showing us. And underneath the glass top of the desk, 
they had printed the photo that said abide in him mm -hmm. with the picture of, of the little girl praying. And they had slid that under their desktop. Mm. So beautiful. And I was just like, you know what? God's hand is right there. And Kristen, what's the name of the shop? Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> so, okay. So I have a friend and she's an artist and she does beautiful work. And so one day when we, when I was showing my friend, her name is Darshka. Um, I was showing Darshka the front of my house and my flowers. Cause when she called me, I was sitting on my front porch. And so, um, she, I was showing her my flowers and I happened to pan by my front door and I have a, I have a, a sign that says the Schindler house established 2000. That was when I got married. And so she was like, Oh man, that's so beautiful. I would like one of those for my house. And I was like, yeah, it's wood, you know, and I was showing her and she's like, send me a picture of that. That's absolutely beautiful. So I sent her a picture of it and the day of the grand opening they had taken that photo that said the Schindler house and they'd taken it to the city center and they had someone digitally change it to say the Schindler shop established 2020. I'm going to cry like this. And is I just, <laughs> oh my gosh. I just was like, I, I, I was not prepared for that. Like mm. this whole time I've called it Darshka shop. Like it's, that's what it was. And then yes. for them to, you know, for them to it's just, such, mm, it's such a respect. Yeah. Thing, you know, like it's, Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And People, even when we talk, mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. when we, they'll call like when we were getting the freezer, like they sent pictures of the freezer and, and the, we're working together. Mm. Like, like it's like a zoom call for Google, right? Like we're, we're in it to win it. We're, we're the team. Mm. You know, and I'm like, you, you make your, you know, it's fine. If you find something that you think is great, like get it. And they're like, no, ma'am, we're in it together. Like this is a partnership. This is as much your shop as it is our shop. Mm. And I'm just like, All the wow. amazing things that can really happen when you believe, you know, you have to have faith, right? Like so many people that I speak to say um, they're hesitant to start something like this, or they're hesitant to start their own mission trip or, or to help somebody that they don't know because they're afraid of getting, you know, duped and they're afraid of getting, you know, swindled. And it's so, it, because it's a true thing. Like it does happen. It's out there. Right. But right. When you just, when it works and you just, you know, put your faith in it, this is beautiful. Like, and they're right on the other side of the world, but yet we can connect absolutely and technology now and you know, it's, it's amazing what you're doing. You've changed their lives. And like you said, it's a little bit from a lot of people. It doesn't have to be, right. you know, you don't have to be rich to make a difference. You know, all you have no. to do is spread the word, ask, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't Absolutely. Be afraid, yeah. Don't be afraid to step in there and make a change. Like, you know, a lot of people say they're just one person, you know, what can I do? But look at what you've done. You know, if we all did that and reached out to our community and we could help a family, imagine what kind of world this would be. Well, and that's what I keep telling them because they keep saying, well, first of all, I wanna go back to what you said about like asking. Like it's always, always, always gonna be a hard no when you don't ask. Mm -hmm. Like it's 
it's never going to be a yes if you don't ask. And, and what I found is sometimes the people who, and, you know, and also don't prejudge, mm. don't prejudge and don't say, oh, I'm not going to ask that person because I'm not really sure if they, you know, don't, don't make that decision for them. No. Because didn't you, you find know, that and, most people that helped were people you weren't really expecting perhaps? Because I've had absolutely. that experience. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had, yeah. And you know what? Even if somebody says no, when they see that it's not a scam and they follow what you're doing, you know, maybe in a month or two, they'll see the differences, the changes that are happening. And then those yes. people will come back and say, okay, I'm not so afraid. I really want to, you know, this is great. Yeah. I really want to be a part of it. I've had, and I've had, I've had really, really good friends mm -hmm. who have been super supportive mm -hmm. over other things that were hesitant because they were like, ah, I don't really know about this. And I was like, that's fine. And I even had a neighbor, I reached out to her yesterday and she's my backdoor neighbor. I could see her right now. If she was out, I could be waving <laughs> to her, but, um, I sent her the, you know, the, I talked to her about doing this, da, 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 da. And she sent me back a question and she's like, so are the boys out, you know, kayaking today with your husband? And they were like yesterday they went kayaking and I said, oh yeah, we got a new kayak. It's yellow, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, okay, I was just asking those questions because I wasn't sure if this was really you or you had gotten hacked on Facebook Messenger, you know? And I was like, no, it's really me. Yeah. No, it sounds crazy, but, um, yeah. but you know, but it, also- it's, it's a real thing. Like yeah, it's well, out there, there's a lot of scams. So. Absolutely. Well, even, even Western Union, even Western Union contacted me because that's really? how I send the money. Yes, and they were like, we just, it looks like you've been, you know, transferring. Cause everybody, what I would get like a little bit of money that I'd send it because they would do things incrementally, right? So yes, like to right. buy supplies, to do electricity, then I'd send, you know, like $150 and then they could get that. Yeah, which is great. Of, and then you could yeah. document what they were doing, you know, and what right. it addressed from there. That's great, good idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they were really great about writing everything down and keeping track and sending me photos of like, this is how much this is gonna cost. This is how much this is gonna cost. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like when they found out how much the roof was gonna cost, which is about 4,000 US dollars. Um, because they have to do a little bit of structural work because it's been six years and the rain, when yeah, the rain saw, has come. Yeah, I saw yeah. some of the photos you shared with me. So I yeah. can back you up on that. Like yeah, photos and yeah, they'll need to do some work there. Right. And so that's why we want to put a new roof on this new house. Cause some people have asked, well, why don't you just put a new roof on the house they're living in? Well, that would will eventually need to have a roof, but if we don't put a roof on this house and fix the structural stuff now, mm -hmm. three years down the line, mm -hmm. I don't even know that it will be able to be salvaged. So, um, so the hope is, this is what my hope is, is, um, that, you know, we're able to get the house the new house with the inside amenities like bathroom and kitchen. And then the shop is sustainable and, and you're doing well enough to get that house up and going. And then we're able to tackle the other building and put a new roof on that one. And, and I even said to them at that point, you might think about making that the shop mm. and then being able to have people in the community, like, Darshka is a, um, she, she's a beautiful seamstress. Mm. And, um, and I, and so I said, you know, you could have people who are also seamstresses who could sell their stuff out of the Absolutely. shop. So you could have, you know, so, so then you're helping the community. Right. Mm. And, um, and then maybe the shop turns into something else. Maybe the little shop turns into, 
you know, um, something for the community for education, like a little free library or, you know, something. This story is so incredible. You know, something just came to me even to spread the word even more because I know you're an author. You know what I would love is I What's would that? love for you to partner with her and you guys could write a story and call it the Schindler store shop and write about how the book was, uh, how the shop was, you know, came about. Like, I think it would be such a beautiful story because the partnership is so beautiful. And this is somebody from a different culture, you know, a, on the other side of the world, like there's no hatred. There's only love, you know, I would love right. to see that. And in, in her bookstore, like, I yeah, think that's, I, that's actually, that's, actually something that she and I have already talked about have you because be yes. yes because I have a, a, um, a children's story that I'm working on that my daughter and I wrote and I'm illustrating and that's it's about um, a little girl getting her very first pet which happens to be a guinea pig because my daughter loves guinea pigs um, <laughs> so, so I'm about three-fourths three-fourths of the way done with illustrating that and so when all of this happened in the very beginning, I felt like I need you to take pictures of your town and your home and everything. And I want to write a story with you about Darshka's shop. And you have what to, I was calling you have it to at do the it. beginning. You have yeah. To. And then and then he can do and Sinhalan is the is the um, the language in mm. Sri Lanka. And so she's teaching me Sinhalan. So when I go, cause I'm hoping to go December, 2021, which is my birthday. Aww. And so, so we're, we're kind of planning for that. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how my family now will get there. I'm not worried about that right now. It'll happen. Um, and it'll be, um, it'll be a sign. Something it will, will come to you yep. and it'll just happen. Right. Right. But, um, but that's what I would like to do is, is, write the story and so that it's in English and Sinhalan beautiful and then and then be able to have it um but yeah and so it's you're not just helping them but you're inspiring like I hope that somebody's listening and and you know to this show right now and say hey you know I know of a family that I could do something similar you know because you're not just helping them you're you're inspiring a lot of people like even your children you know what you're teaching them and what you're doing is something that they're gonna, you know, continue. You know, our kids really pay attention to what we're doing. Absolutely, and actually, we we've had um, we've had really good discussion, especially with my daughter. Um, she she said something prophetic to me before the grand opening of the shop. She and I were driving home one day, and she's ten, and she, we were at karate and martial arts, and we were on the way home, and and she said to me, she said, Mom do you know what imaginary audience is? Hmm. And, and this was like on a Monday and the grand opening of the shop wasn't until Wednesday. Okay. Um, and I said, you mean like imaginary audience, like when you're playing your video games and I think you're talking to somebody and you're it's like an imaginary friend. She goes, um, no, <laughs> she, she kind of looked at me like she was so like disappointed in me. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about then. Right. And she goes, okay. In the, in the field of psychology, we have a term called imaginary audience. So she went on to tell me what it was. And it's basically worrying about what other people think of you. Wow. And you and you think that someone's looking at you thinking, oh, look at that shirt. But really they're looking past you at the store thinking, oh, they don't have my favorite food kind of thing. 
Mm. And, and she said, mom, is, can I tell you something about me? And I said, what's that? And she said, I really don't care what people think. Mm. She said, it's pretty sad that when you're called to do something in life, you don't do it because you're worried about what other people think of you. She goes, and that's just not a way to live. And it's not really fair to the people in life who need you to do the stuff you need to do. Mm. And so that was like on a Monday or Tuesday of that week. And then we've had discussion after the grand opening with just, you know, negativity surrounding it or different things. And I said, you see what's happening over there, right? Like you see us talking to them, you see the relationship, you see what's happening. And she's like, yeah. And I said, so should I just sit at home and not do it because worried about what other people are going to think? I said, cause if that's the way that someone's going to live their lives, then you're just basically going to be in your house in quarantine the rest of your life, because there's always going to be people that are going to think you're crazy. Yeah, just absolutely. And, and so it's really, really been powerful lessons on multiple fronts, but it was also just really like, I asked her if she would be on my podcast and she's like, I'm only 10. I'm like, yeah, but that imaginary audience thing, like there's adults that don't know what that is, sister. No, it's true. Like I find yeah. that children are teaching us so much. Yeah. And yeah. They're just not as afraid. They're not as closed. I think than you know, some of the adults and it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Like I find the same thing with my son and we have these conversations and you know, even when he was like five or six, he'd see somebody throw litter on the ground and he'd be like, mom, adults just don't know any better. Like, you know, and he was just a little thing. Like you just, I think they're, yeah, children these days are so much more in tune with who they are and, and they don't care. And I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, we can learn so much from them really. Yeah. She's going to be on my podcast. She agreed that she would do it, but I interviewed my son. He's I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a, a little, chance to listen to that, but I can't wait. He was a little, I had to kind of, you know, encourage him a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah he did it. <laughs> That's awesome. That like, is don't so ask cool. me again, Mom, I'm a little too shy for that. Don't ask me again. <laughs> yeah, my other two, my other two would be like, yeah, not for anything you could pay me. <laughs> I know. I said to him, I said, do you want to talk about, cause he runs a nonprofit. So I'm like, do you want to talk about your homeless drive? He's like, uh, no. I'm like, do you want to talk about what it's like being a teenager in quarantine? He's like, uh, no. I'm like, I'm like, what do you want to talk about? He's like, okay, we'll talk about our trip to Guatemala because I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, perfect. So that's what we talked about. Yeah, but there you go. It's amazing how, you know, there can be negativity even when like, I can't see anything negative about that situation but there's always somebody who's going to come up with something, you know, and the fact that it's okay, maybe they're just not in the same place. Like we can't judge them either. Right. Maybe no. And that's what from, I told her. Yeah. Maybe we, I, they're coming from a place of fear or maybe they're just worried about you or, or maybe they're just not as optimistic or they can't see, you know, how can a change happen? But that's why it's so important to do things like this because now you can go back and say, Hey, it worked. Look at the impact right. that I had because of all of you people, because I like yeah. you built this community. Like you said, you didn't have the money to fund this whole thing, you know, and who does, mm -hmm. you know, especially during COVID, but you, it didn't stop you. Right. So you found a way to do it. And I'm so proud of you. I think it's a beautiful thing. 
Thank, I'm Thank so you, happy friend. you came on to, to talk, Thank you know, to, talk to, me. Us, to talk to us about it because so if anybody's listening and they want to I know we're recording this in August and it may not come out um, for a little bit but how can we support the cause is there if somebody does want to donate or find out more like can sure. you, you know how can people do that like send 10 bucks you know like yeah whatever works Absolutely. like ten dollars can feed people for a week in some of these countries so right know. well they can go to kristenleeschindler.com that's my website okay. and um and there'll be a link there where they could give and um and there'll be a, a paypal link there that if they would like to give to this and they will know that a hundred percent and that's really important because i had someone ask me um mm. and that's why i i created the private facebook group Right. Because I wanted people like we've been donating for 15 years mm. to and supported a, a little boy in Haiti through mm. World Vision. And and I get like cards from him and letters from him and things like that. But I know that there's a portion of my money every month that has to go to other things. Like right. It goes to. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Admin yeah. and, you know, like even it's just so postage, mm -hmm. even postage, you know, to to um, to Haiti and stuff. Um so I wanted people to know that a hundred percent of the money that they send goes directly to this project. And, um, and, and they are just such good stewards. Um, it was so funny because when I had just gotten a, a new refrigerator and when we were trying to get a fridge for them, mm. um, I said, well, like we went to like a dent and ding place here close right. to us. And I was like, well, do you guys have any place where you can get like a gently used? And they were like, yeah, we actually could and so they actually went and got a stainless like small stainless fridge and then he was like harsha was like it has a one-year warranty and i thought to myself if in a in a year it doesn't work the shop will be doing okay i could buy another used one for one year warranty i said absolutely you know um so, so you had it shipped from here rather than buy it there? Oh, no, okay. they bought, yeah, oh, they bought there. it there, oh, but they okay. were, they were very good stewards of the money okay. that I wired them. And Wonderful. like, they would send pictures like, well, this yes. one is this much. What do you think? This one is this much, but it has a warranty, you know, they and really want um, to work with you. It's not, absolutely. not it at all. This is beautiful. Yeah. And that's why she, when, when they shared how much it was going to cost mm. to put the roof on, um, they had you know, done the research. Mm -hmm. yes. And she, she was just like, she just was so sad because she knew how much money that was. Mm. And she was just like, she just didn't think it's like, hard that to would ask. Be possible. Well, so yeah. Hard. And, the, and that's so what hard. she's like. She's like, I, I thought you were just going to help me with, you know, the shop and, and I, <laughs> right and i'm like well i know but um you know and what's interesting is i'm finishing the support of the boy in haiti mm. because he's finishing schooling oh wow and her son is it's just starting that's beautiful and it's and it's this it's the same amount wow. i asked her like how much is it going to cost for your son to go to preschool and it's not free no. Um, so you have to pay. And so I said to my husband, I said, I'd like to just swap the giving and give it to, oh, that's great. to them. So, yeah. So it's just, it's just those kinds of things continue to unfold. And, um, and that's the awesome part. It's just the journey, you know, and around every bend, like what next beautiful thing 
is there. And, um, and also just being able to share it with others. Like so many people now, I think our group is up to like 55 people and, um, you know, and, and some give a little and some give more, but all of them are seeing and also like encouraging and interacting with her and being able to say, you got this Why? how exciting, you know? So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if 10 of those 55 people now turned around and did their own. Yeah. Found somebody to do the same because they can see how it feels. They can see the impact they can make, you know, mm-hmm. even if yeah. five of them, that would be incredible because it keeps right. going, you know? It right. Just- well, and it's, and it's not just her shop. Like, so just for perspective, um, the closest, like to go into town is 25 minutes on a scooter to go to the city center. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there is no other grocery store wow. within 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 a, a like five kilometers. So she's impacting of, not just herself but the whole community. And that's why a freezer was so important because people were asking if she was going to have like frozen meatballs, like chicken meatballs, frozen chicken, fr- fr- sausage, chicken sausage, because they would have to go to the city center to get something like that, but they don't have refrigeration in their homes. So to be able to come in the morning and get that and then be able to have protein in chicken, you know, they eat eggs and stuff like that. But, um, because it is hard for us to realize that having a fridge, but when I moved into my house, my fridge was dented and I couldn't use it. It, you know, it didn't work. So I went out without a fridge for a few days and so I would go to the grocery store in the morning, buy something cold, and then have to cook it that night. So I kind of, you know, yeah. I see the urgency of it. But wouldn't it be interesting when you write this book, because I really want you to write it, wouldn't it be interesting <laughs> to interview some of the people that the shop has impacted? Because it's like gone from you to this community, to like your community of friends, to then, you know, your family, to then the shop to then the family, to then the town, you know, like mm-hmm. all those people that don't have to waste money on gas, who don't have to try to find a way to get there through torrential downpours and can stay yeah. home and take care of their children. Like it's become such a, you know, a much bigger thing. It's like a ripple effect all the way across mm-hmm. the world. And it's not just food because the only way she and I are able to talk, they don't have internet. So the only way that we're able to talk is through her cell phone using data cards. So it's like a track phone. And so people come to buy data cards from them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the things that they have in their shop, it's like, it's like a, you know, just like a one-stop shop, like everything, like dry goods, you know, paper goods, you know, diapers, you know, clean shampoo, tooth powder, you know, everything mm-hmm. is, is there for them. And Incredible. so the, 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 the addition of the refrigerator and the freezer has doubled mm. their daily gross. Right. And so that's just been unbelievable. Um, so yeah, pretty powerful stuff, pretty mighty work. Oh, and just to think what the, the kids are going to be like with their generation, how it's going to be different. You know, when well, they grow up, how, absolutely. How and she doesn't have any siblings. Yeah, but yeah. you can just you just know that the shop is going to change the future of their children. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I was so touched one day. Her um, 
her mom lives with them and you know um I and her in in Sinhala and it's um ma is, yeah. is 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 you know grandma and so I was talking to my friend one day and she said you know um ma'am my mom wants to call she wants to teach my children to call you big mom because in my culture, if I had an older sister, she would be their big mom. Oh, okay. And if I had a younger sister, she would be their little mom. And she asked me, she said, would it be okay if, I te- if, if you are my children's big mom? What and um, it, it was, I was just like, yet another thing I was like weeping after I got off the phone. Cause I was just like, wow you know, and, and the care and concern, like one day I couldn't talk to her because my daughter had a fever and she was just so like, how's, how is, you know, Ava, you know, my mom had surgery on a Friday and her mom was taken to the hospital. They thought she had another heart attack on the same exact day. And so we both were praying for each other's moms, you know? Yeah. And, um, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. When we can look back, we can look, you know, past, our our differences our color our you know our our countries where we're born our beliefs our religion absolutely absolutely and you know it's so funny because there's times her little boy is three and a half her little girl's gonna be one and so there's times I'm talking to her and you know the the children are squabbling and and she'll look at me and she'll say I send you the boy I just (laughs) I just need a minute, you know, and, <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, I hear thing. you. I know. I'm like, you know, or, you know, or talking about, you know, like she had gestational diabetes. I had gestational diabetes, you know, just sharing the similarities of, you know, and, and what you want, like, she just wants to be able to provide for her children. And that's what all moms want. It's universal. It doesn't matter where, you know, where you are and, you know, so I said, I I met a woman in Guatemala and uh, we had bought her a gift and she had given us something that she had made and she was just weeping. And I said, you know what? She goes, she says, you've come all the way from Canada. And I was like, you know what? We're all humans. We all want the same things. We all want like her children were there and my child was there. And we're so, if we just opened our hearts and listened and looked for the signs like you got in this story, you'll see that we're more the same than we are different. Absolutely. For sure. We may do things the different way, but our goals are the same. They really are. And I think if we all realize that, you know, honestly, I think there'd be a lot less hate. Like, I love stories like this. So you guys that are listening, you need to do all the things, okay? You need to check out, Kristen Schindler, you need to, you know, read her book. You need to, you know, come on. This is amazing, guys. Start your own movement, you know. Let this inspire you. Even if you you, you can't donate or you don't feel comfortable to what she's doing, like find somebody in your community, you know. Help somebody. And it doesn't have to be just with money. Find someone who's lonely and, you know, just, just reach out to them or, you know, be do something with – you know, with what you've been given, all these gifts, right? Absolutely. And just be, you know, be, don't be afraid, you know, be brave, be your authentic self, Mm. show up every day with that authenticity and vulnerability and listening to those hearts and stories of others, because it will truly change your heart and it will be mighty work. It will, it will ripple far beyond what your imagination and it will take you to, you know, 
to places you never even knew, you know? Yeah. And, and this podcast is about giving starts with you, but what a, what a better way to love yourself and to give yourself that love than to do things like this, because you get it back in, in feeling better about who you are and feeling better about the world in, in so many things, you know? And I think you're right. Don't be afraid, but it's okay to be cautious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to do your due diligence. Absolutely. But you know, I, I just think it's, and I think, you know, too often we think, oh, little old me, what can I do? Or, you know, you're, we're afraid of what people are going to think if we're doing this, like, oh, like, look at that person. They think they're all that. Like when you go at it from, for what it's worth, like when you're called to do something like that's all the validation you need. Like you don't need to worry about other people yeah, like, and you do it. Yeah. And not everybody has the same religious beliefs and that's okay. Right. Absolutely. There's still something, you know, there's still something out there that you feel something that pulls you, whether or not you believe in, in religion or, you know, organized religion, it doesn't really matter. As long as you live your, your life, um, partly or mostly led by your heart, you know, mm -hmm. and you live your life, um, doing good and helping other people that's all, that's all you need to do. You know, just go to bed, look at yourself in the mirror. And if you can go to bed and know, Hey, you know, I didn't hurt somebody today. I didn't make somebody, you know, feel alone. I didn't, I didn't, you know, that's all, that's all you need to do. Yeah. To bring the hope. I mean, they, yes. they've, they've told me like time and time again, and I know I truly can't understand it, she, she said to me one time, she says, no one had ever seen me before. Mm. Not that she, she didn't come from us, you know, she, yeah, she felt yeah. invisible. I mean, her mother loves her. Her father loved her. It, it's not that it's just like in their, so in their culture. Yeah. Like people are so, and especially when you're in a, in a, in a level of, of socioeconomic, you know, it's like, you have to work so hard just to make it like, hopes and dreams yes and you don't have time for hopes and dreams no. there's no way no and so it's just it's like giving them and and you know and they both have said to me we we feel like sometimes that because they haven't been getting very much sleep because <laughs> they're working so hard and and you know they'll they both have said to me we just think sometimes we're gonna wake up and it's all gonna have been a dream mm. and i'm like well it's not dreams. Dreams aren't encouraged in those developing countries because mm -hmm. honestly, a lot of people sadly don't get to dream and no. don't get to fulfill their dreams. So it even means so much more in those developing mm -hmm. countries, you know, because everybody is just, you know, you got to feed your family. You got to feed your family. Right. Yeah. And so this is amazing. It's incredible. Thank you so much Thank you. for coming and, and giving us hope and, you know, teaching us how to listen to the signs because you could have missed them. And, you know, I love that. And I can't wait to read chapter 15. The go. gratitude. Guy. And, and if you can't you read so it, much. you can catch it on the Google Play and I'll read it for you because that's not awesome. Ah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Personal touch. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. That's great. Keep me posted, okay, I on everything really well. you're doing. And we'll put some uh, links at the end of the show notes. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciated it. So glad to share the story with you and get it out there because I think it's pretty mighty work. And I'm just so, I'm just so honored to be able to be part of the journey. It's oh, amazing. Thank you for getting it all started and, and being open, being open to the possibility. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.